My name is Cassie Moraine, and I want to welcome you to Circle of Trust, a podcast full of laughter, interrupting, and oversharing, brought to you by me and my two best friends, Jillian Lawson and Julie Signorelli. Today's episode is called, Why Didn't You Tell Me This Before I Got Married? And the title is pretty self-explanatory. Single people, We are dishing on all the things we wish someone would have sat us down and told us before we said I do with the preacher. Married people, well, it's too late for you. (laughs) But at least you can laugh at our pain and we can commiserate together. We're talking budgets, keeping house, cooking, decorating, and all the things that go into blending two lives into one. But first, as always, we're going to start with a little life update. So let's go. So let's do a little update on our lives. What's new? I had my birthday. I had, I turned 39. Happy birthday. Yay. I finagled a day at Aunt Barb's Cottage. So. Okay. Can we stop right there and talk about Aunt Barb's Cottage? Let's talk about Aunt Barb's Cottage. Well, first of all, Aunt Barb's Cottage is like our Aunt Barb, who's the matriarch of our family has this amazing place on a lake and it's been in they built it with their own two hands right am i correct yes literally that is correct yeah like they legit built it by themselves we've gone there for our entire lives in the summer had these epic sleepovers had days on the lake they've always had a boat a pontoon boat and then you know other fun things i mean we just basically lived our lives and some of our best memories at this cottage it's it's magical there's no I other. mean, we've literally put, like, 30 people on a pontoon before. <laughs> we've broken a lot of laws. Broken a, a lot, lot of laws. <laughs> a lot of boat laws. A lot of yes. boat laws. <laughs> it's so epic. You have campfires, I mean, and you do silly pranks. Scary stories. Scary yeah. stories, yeah. S'mores. Um, so Camp many s'mores. pies. Yes, campfire pies. Um, Those are so good. The kids don't have to brush their teeth. Um, <laughs> or take a bath. Or I take mean, a bath. If you really need to take a bath, you just take your shampoo bottle right down to the lake. <laughs> this lake, by the True. way, is not like the epitome of crystal sparkling water, but you know, that's no. a side It's brown. It's, it's brown. definitely it has a faint aroma of gasoline. <laughs> oh, um, it's so but great. It, it's like all of my most fun, favorite, sparkly memories come from being at Aunt Barb's cottage. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I always, always, always try to end up there on my birthday. Even when I lived in Florida and Texas, I'd be like, I think I'm going to go home for a visit around <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> like, um, and so it's just fun. I mean, Aunt Barb and Mimi, Dawn, they make everything like on a level 10 fun. Like everything's so an activity. Fun. Everything's like, it's so like my kids think it's the greatest thing ever. And I do too. Because it is. It's really. Because it is. It, yeah. it truly is. And it, it's like the Shire <laughs> equivalent for Wait. those who have been watching Lord of the Rings. I'm like, I Cassie. don't know what that is, but okay. How are there two Lord of the Rings references in this season of the podcast? Because <laughs> your husband made you watch it, tying into our marriage episode. I think Julie's more of a fan than she lets on. She had a Frodo haircut. She knows know. where Schreier is. Schreier. It's like... Uh. So, yes, I um, 
It's I not have... a shrier. It's a shyer. Whatever. I don't know because I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so you I went had. To the lake. I went to the lake. Um, then my we went came back home. My husband brought home Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza. Oh, okay. so good. I had deep dish pizza. I had cupcakes, and I had. Was that whole thirty complete? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was pre whole thirty. He really. Oh, and my husband through. got me something from Kate Spade. So it was like, it was all good. It was like, wow, you had a good birthday. I did, and like he like went to the store. He didn't even order it online. He just like went to the store and like, yeah, got me a really cute almost, crossbody for vacation. So that was fun. I almost messaged him and was like, please, for the love of God, buy her those nickel and suede earrings she keeps tagging <gasps> I me I do. On. I want those so bad. On Instagram. <laughs> I never I'm got like, a tag on that. Jill, just you won't invest like the $30 and get the stupid earrings. I know. Just pay the 30 bucks. One thing I'm noticing, a theme that's coming out over our podcast, is how freaking cheap Jill is. So cheap, guys. So I'm cheap. So cheap. And I'm like, why? Because I'm poor and I'm not that you're cheap. You're the richest one out of all oh of us. Oh my Jill. gosh. For sure. We have four kids, y'all. Like, it's just, it's constant. Like, money flows out of this house. It's ridiculous. Wow. I agree. Kids are a money pit. They are. Very cute. <laughs> but you just might as well just, like, give them your paycheck and be like, yep. here, just pee on it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's yours anyways. You just go ahead. That is so funny. <laughs> I love it. What about oh. you, Julie? What's happening? Um, I think probably the most interesting thing, shameless plug, is that our church charted on, like, the top ten religious podcast that's which cool. is crazy that's awesome. so that was like kind of a cool thing and and then we're doing another campus so it's been a busy week of like strategy you know yeah. for us so it's been more work your brain stuff, your brain's tired my brain hurts <laughs> but we did have like a homeschool uh every year we do like a homeschool conference because we're in a co-op and that was really encouraging. And I actually, for the first time ever, guys, am prepared for the school year. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception, I haven't turned in my annual report to the state of New York. I'm coming at you, New York. I'm sending it in. Just don't worry. I got you. <laughs> but as far as the, the school year this year, I think this is our third year homeschooling. And I feel like for the first time, I'm like confident going into it the takes year. A while. So homeschool moms if you're if it's still a little rough like year one year two like that's normal so normal know. oh my I cried more than my kids did the first I did couple too. years I take it year by year yeah you know and for us it's just work so that's what we did too we just evaluated at the end of every school year and this year we evaluated that everybody <laughs> needed to go to school <laughs> <laughs> Our evaluation. We have come to the end of our homeschool rope, and so we're gonna we're gonna try regular school, typical school, whatever you call it, um, this year. See how it goes, and we'll reevaluate at the end of next year. Yeah, I love the question I get. They said, "Oh, are you ever gonna put her in real school?" I'm like, "Well, she is in real school. This this is real. The tears are real." I don't know. It's just we. So anyways, that was like, I was like, okay, I feel like I can actually do this. I feel like it's the right thing for our family. Yeah. And I'm really fortunate because we're a part of like a community. So I have a ton of support, like on a really 
crappy so week or yeah. day. And uh, it just is like, not to sound too Christian-y, Christian-y, but it's such a blessing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would be so, I don't know. It's been a busy week, but that's where, that's where I'm at. That's awesome. Cass, what's going Amazing. on with you? Well, um, a week ago, I had my first experience with surgery, which was crazy. Yep. <laughs> I had that a minor was. surgery. I had to go under anesthesia. The doctor told me he was giving me a cocktail, which, nice. you know, whatever. <laughs> but that was surreal, like falling asleep, not knowing what happened for a significant period of your life, mm-hmm. and then waking up in another place. It was wild. Like, I know I'm a simple person, but <laughs> it really messed with my head. <laughs> no, it's it's a very strange feeling for sure. It was and very don't, strange. Like, even get me started on hospital gowns and how oh, violating yeah. those are. And I have a whole story about that, which might be another podcast episode. No, but. I was in like a, it was like the quick surgery in out section of the hospital so i walk into the drive-thru the drive-thru no no i mean there were people who had stayed the night at the hospital who were wheeled to this section the guy next to me i could hear everything he was getting his wisdom teeth removed and he stayed overnight in the hospital i don't know what that's about but how come wait how come his teeth coming out required more hospitalization than what you did (laughs) i don't no, I think Man, there must I had have been a baby and they tried to send me I home. think so. <laughs> but like there were people there that were like getting serious things done. And um, but it was just like this big room with curtains in between. No, and like, there you are. Real privacy. Yep. So I'm having to change into that thing. And then the person in the next room to mine or curtain section, they came around the side of the whatever bed. <laughs> And they must have had like a bigger size booty because it started dragging the curtain open while I was changing my clothes. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I was like, what? Stop! <laughs> Back that thing up. Oh <laughs> and so I, I mean, so then I put my gown on and I'm ready. And then the lady comes in. I mean, I think I'm ready to go to surgery. And she's like, oh, we just do need you to get this urine sample. And I'm like can I have something to cover my butt? Because I had to walk down the hallway in front of like 20 patients. Oh, they don't care. No, they don't care, but I do care. <laughs> yes. It's very weird. That whole situation, <laughs> like hospital gowns to me are like such a nightmare. I just Like feel... that is my worst nightmare, like walking down yes. the hall. And then they're like, I had a procedure similar and like, they were like, okay, no undergarments. Well, I don't know about you guys, but undergarments provide a lot of safety. Yes. <laughs> and security. And I looked at her and I said, cut them off. And I just went down there. And they did. I'm I was wearing like, my panties. them off. I'm wearing them. I do not care. I wish I would have had that thought. I'm not very assertive in medical situations, I'm finding out, so. I was like, you can't force me, but you can, after I'm out, you just cut them off. (laughs) That's amazing. I just feel like we've come such a long way in, like, technology and all this other area, and 
why can we not come farther in our hospital gown attire? Like, there why should have been can a we development. just cover up the butt? Yeah. Like, just cover it up. <laughs> a little extra fabric. I could fix the problem in two seconds. <laughs> it just seems like there's a better way. And they're like, not giving it to us because no. we're part of their Christmas party laugh reel. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're talking about us. They're like, no, we're not changing these nightgowns because we need something to laugh at. (laughs) Well, and what's crazy is I'm like laying in this bed, but there is a person directly across from me getting a heart cath or something. Yep. Like, he, when the curtain was open, I'm just like, I'm keeping my legs crossed. I don't know what to do here. This is a very vulnerable situation. Vulnerable. Like, so vulnerable. <laughs> they really just need to give you whatever they give you right when you right put away. on the hospital gown. <laughs> just give it to me right away. Because yes. that anxiety of waiting to be wheeled down, and it's like you almost want to be like, hey, are you sure you're going to do... <laughs> right. The right thing on me. I have no way of knowing what actually happened there. For those of you who have never had surgery, it's basically (laughs) like you're in a room, you're in a line pretty much to go in for these different procedures. Uh So like you could come out with like, I don't know, your wisdom teeth. It was weird when I woke up and my like jaw was stuffed full of cotton. (laughs) Well, I had a I had a procedure done years ago that I was like totally out like just like you totally out of it come to, yeah. and it was like a whatever and it was a you know that's that really weird feeling and you're like they jumbled around my insides you know whatever so years like years later, um, someone asked me if I had my appendix and Dad was with me he goes no they took your appendix out I said what. He said, yeah, they took your appendix out when you went in for that surgery. I go, what do you mean what? they took my appendix? Like, I I don't have an organ that I thought I had. Like, that's no kind way. of a weird feeling. They took it out? That's what Dad says. I haven't went back to my records you need to, to, consult- to prove it. But- you need an MRI, girl. I may or may not have an appendix. I don't know, guys. Okay, it's vital. You know what organs have come out of your body. Like, so I get it when you really say it's important. a weird feeling it's so weird oh my oh my gosh my life is weird we're all gonna be you need to figure that out (laughs) i know but webmd can't tell me if i have one or not i have to actually go to a doctor (laughs) that's what you don't want to do is somebody tell you you have appendicitis and then be like you don't have to take it out because it's already gone and it's still freaking be there (laughs) i don't know i'll let you know i'll keep you all updated Good, I'll keep good. y'all updated. I may or may not ah! have an appendix. <laughs> That's crazy that talk. That is crazy. <laughs> okay. I, like, called mom. I was like, mom, do I have an appendix or not? She's like, I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar, but maybe. That sounds like something they could do. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm sure. You need to it, find out. It would be in a medical record somewhere. I'm sure, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to know that, I want to be, I want to hear that phone call. Hey, (laughs) my dad said I don't have an appendix, but I'm, could you tell me what I have in there? (laughs) Can you check my Or don't have. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. (laughs) Weird. Okay, so today we're talking about the subject 
things I wish people would have told me before I got married. (laughs) (laughs) We are all married to exceptional guys. We love them. Yes. They're, I mean... I look at my husband daily and think, oh, my gosh, how did I marry you? Like, And they like each other, so that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think yes. that in a positive way. Like, how did I luck out? Um, so I think what's important to also understand is that, Jill, you got married at what age? 21? 19. No. 19? <laughs> I turned 20 the next month. <laughs> she was still a teenager. Okay. Still a teenager. Julie, you got married at age... 20 I was 21 but I turned 22 the next month so I guess 22 21 we're still going with that just barely legal barely barely legal (laughs) barely but more legal than I was (laughs) I got married at age 36 so I did a lot of watching of my friends relationships sorry (laughs) (laughs) and marriages before I ever was married which is really an interesting dynamic and so if you're like me and you know you're in your 30s and single you've probably witnessed a lot of things go down in your friends lives got a lot of tutorials what to do what not to (laughs) do exactly um so we thought we would ask that question things i wish people would have told me before i got married so good about a couple different sectors of life so the first thing we're going to start with is your home and lifestyle. What do you wish people would have told you before you got married? Uh, oh, I'll go. You know, something I didn't. Okay, so. Well, there's two things, one funny and one serious. Uh, I think the thing that nobody told me were whiskers. Whiskers! <laughs> <laughs> because I, like, have always had this aversion to, like, wet hair like on surfaces (laughs) you know what I'm saying like anytime I showered at a gym like I would wear shower shoes camp shower shoes like shower shoes shower shoes shower shoes (laughs) (laughs) like at water parks I will literally wear water shoes like I don't want to touch yeah like anybody else's hair right Right. so it wasn't specifically like Mike it was just hair in general what I didn't realize was that men shave like every day my dad got up really early my whole life and was gone and he was super clean so I never saw Jill do you remember ever seeing whiskers anywhere in our house no a hundred percent no a hundred percent no so I guess I just assumed like when men shaved like I don't know. They just and dad shaved twice a day, so the expectation there was kind of (laughs) high. Yeah. So, you know, just like I didn't realize, like, and I had my own messes, so I'm not like, yeah, whatever. But that was just something I didn't expect. Was like whisker clean. Why is there so much hair? (laughs) Why are there so many whiskers? (laughs) And it's not like I'm super (laughs) clean. I don't think I am. I'm more just like you're like a germaphobe. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So I'm like, (laughs) I don't want your toothbrush touching my toothbrush. Like, I don't want that. But um, I pretty much got that from dad for sure. Because he was like that. But that was the thing I wasn't prepared for was whisker cleanup. Now I am like such a ninja. And I'm like, he does so many other good things that I'll like, I'll clean them up. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he cleans them up. It's not like, but there's just like a few stragglers. And I literally thought I'm like are these bugs like what are these like first week we were married 
I was so confused. That's funny. Oh my god. I was not prepared. Yeah, you know, oh. no one. I kind of thought that I had pretty like modern views on gender roles when I got married. Like I was like, we'll just each do what we, you know, we'll contribute 50-50, whatever. But I realized really quick that like my parents' relationship <laughs> totally shaped the way that I view like what each person is responsible for in the oh, house. Oh, yes. And like how the person, like the person's attitude toward the house and what I was not ready for was how much of an opinion my husband would have on the way we decorate our house. Like, I just thought that that would be me. He has so many opinions. Yeah. He has so many opinions. Like, you thought you'd do it, pick out the colors, this is what we're doing, and he'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever you want. Yeah, like, when we started registering for stuff, I was like, oh, we'll get this. And he was like, wait. And I just wasn't ready, like, that he cared about what color things were and what we put on our walls. I mean, granted... Someone did call my apartment prior to him, you know, us getting married and him moving in, like a grown-up dollhouse. So <laughs> it may I have leaned it. girly, okay? It was a little girly. But I just there was a I'm, lot of red. <laughs> there was a lot of red, a lot of frilly things. Hey, you were cutting edge know. at the time, girl. I was, and um. Yeah, so that was startling. And I still have to, like, think when I see cute stuff and I want to buy it, I'm like, wait, I should ask him. Because you have to actually ask him. Aaron he would totally never care. cares. Yeah. Well, I think I was kind of looking at you, too. You just, like, did your thing. You decorate. Yeah. And I was, like, ready to do that. And he was not ready for me to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, Aaron. Mike's opinion. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Aaron, like, doesn't really have, like. He doesn't care. If it, when it comes to our bedroom, like, like, places that he's going to spend a lot of time in, you know, like, uh, he he would care about that. Like, when we first got married, we had a basement, and so that was, like, of course, like, his area. We put all his sports memorabilia down there, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, there was a comforter I bought one time early on, and he was like, no, this has too many flowers on it. This just <laughs> is a, this is just a no, you know? And right. so I was like, oh, okay. So he doesn't have a lot of opinions about what he likes, but he knows what he doesn't like. So I'll, I'll normally I'll just run it down to like, if I'm going to make a big change, um, like a couch or like a comforter for the bed, like I'll ask him, hey, which one do you hate the least? <laughs> <laughs> And he'll, you know, you know, he'll get weigh in that way. But he's like, don't, don't run stuff by me. He really doesn't want to be like, how do you feel about this pillow? He does not care. Like, so I think Mike and I, like, we just have similar styles. So we both agree that our house should look like a Swedish hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're at. Very sterile. <laughs> So it works. It works. Most of the time we agree. Very few. Right now we have a disagreement on the way our living room is set up, but we live in 600 square feet. And so my TV is behind the couch. So you can't actually watch the TV. That's not helpful. Even at a hospital, Julie, you can see the TV. Good point. So this, what we wish people would have told us about marriage also extends to housekeeping and Jill, you said you had a story about towels. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I got married young and um, just had a lot of ideas about how everything was going to go. 
Um, now, mind you, I had never cooked a meal, and I had never done my own laundry. So I don't know how I thought these things were going to be accomplished. You're so young. (laughs) um, So we're doing laundry, and um, there's a very specific way that I grew up learning how to fold towels. So I didn't know how to actually start the washing machine, but I for sure knew how to fold the towels the right way. Because (laughs) at Mom and Dad's, they are folded a very specific way. Very specific with the seams a certain way and in a tri-fold flat surface. So <laughs> I'm folding towels and Aaron picks up a towel and folds a towel and he just folds it willy-nilly like with no reason. Like just like, She's still mad about it. Clear, <laughs> but not, yeah, still mad about it, you know, 19 years later. Um, like he just like, just folds this towel and then we had a very um, narrow we had a very narrow um, linen closet, so it was actually helpful to fold them the way that I folded them because then they all fit inside the linen closet. His half-hazard way of folding them did not fit inside the linen closet. And we got in, like, the most giant fight ever over these towels. Like, we had been married, like, a few months, and there was, I'm sure, just some tension between... Um, the level of expectation of what married life was going to be like and the reality of the expectation, <laughs> reality of what it was actually You mean like. it wasn't a fairy tale in your bi-level in Griffin? It was not. <laughs> it was not. Um, what a shocker. You know, it was totally a shocker to me. Like, it's, it's actually hilarious how shocked I was by it. No like, way. How little information... I had about what married life was actually going to be. Where like. was that Coming from Christian two people, book? <laughs> it was nowhere. Um, That's because like, you guys both of us lived on our, you know, lived with our parents up yeah. until our wedding day. Like so, it was just, it was a new thing. It was a new thing for sure. <laughs> so he's folding the towels and I'm folding the towels and we're fighting over the towels, but not the towels. Do you know what I mean, married ladies? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I've had it. Like four months into my marriage, like the way he folded the towels was it. I like got in the car. I went to my mom's, and I like I got here and um. I would give anything to have a blowout fight over towels right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Right? I was so mad. I was so so mad. And I show up at my mom's house, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And she like kind of like opened the door, but like wouldn't let me in. And I was like, I go, I am mad. We got in a fight and I am done. I am not going back there. She goes, Jill, are you safe? I go, what do you mean? She goes, do you think that Aaron's going to hurt you in any way? I go, no, of course not. She said, then you go home and you make your house happy right now. You are not staying here. That's a good mom. And I had to tuck my mad tail between my legs and like go back home (laughs) and fix my my marriage the best part is though is i for whatever reason i actually remember this because i was five years younger. i'm sure you were probably so i was like a teenager so i obviously i lived at home and jill pitt she had a ford escort a two-door ford escort yes and she had just ba- garbage bags of clothes. <laughs> do you remember out of here I'm packing Done. all my stuff up in a garbage bag and I am out of here. <laughs> See ya. Not worth it. So now uh, several years funny. several years later, I'm telling this story to like a friend and still mad about it. And she goes, 
Jill, I think you're missing the point of the story. He was doing laundry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she goes, my husband has never done laundry. Wouldn't even know where the laundry room is. Not a day in his life. She's the like, best. so I was like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, because Julie and I, like we said, like our parents really shared yeah, like the household load. So, and dad was super clean and like super organized. And he always folded the towels in a trifold fashion. But what's so hilarious is that now in our marriage, like Aaron does all of the laundry. I do not care how he folds the towels because I don't care how he still doesn't trifold them. And I don't care because you know what? The (laughs) towels are freaking folded and I'm okay with it. I didn't have to do it. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. I know. I just loved to fight about stupid stuff like that when we were Don't you? Like, I thought everything had to be like. Don't you guys wish (laughs) that you could go back to your 20. Right. When I was first married. To your 25 year old self in the middle of an argument and just look at yourself and be like, shut up, you idiot. (laughs) Yes. Hey, right now. You are being a dodo. Like, shut up. Yeah, like, you're being a total. Like, like, all of my energy was focused on everything that he was doing. Oh my wrong, god! And yeah. I took zero responsibility zero. Yes. for 100%. like what I was doing. Sorry, babe. I love you and thank you for folding the towels. For real. This is like really good for me to hear because I feel like be- only being married a year and like I don't know, probably like seven months. I'm still in the dodo phase. <laughs> Cassie, the next time you're in an argument, just hear me say, shut up, Dodo. (laughs) Just shut up. Stop talking. Sometimes I actually hear myself talking to him and I'm thinking to myself, you are a horrible person. (laughs) Stop being a hag. Oh my God. You hate the way you sound right now. Why are you talking And then you hate your own self. And then it's like, why don't you want to make out later? Well, because you were a big fat jerk. <laughs> we're like, Bingo. We're like, so we make our own problems, people. Totally. Oh my gosh. Okay, Julie, what is this comforter and duvet issue? Okay, so Mike and I came from two different backgrounds. So I came from two parents. I lived in the same house my whole life. You know, our house was like my parent, that was just a value in our home was like, it was like ready for a showing to sell at any moment. Oh, so many showings. You guys were still showing the house. 36 showings. Everybody. (laughs) 36 showings, all the vacuum lines. Please pray that this sells because that is exhausting thinking about it. Side note, visit Jill's Facebook page for the truly a link. Right? If you want to see a tour of the home. Yes. And it's so nice, guys. Literally looked like that our whole life. How it looks. Our whole life. Totally. Clean all the time. So anyways, so that's how I grew up. Which, by the way, I'm not like that as an adult. I wish I was. I'm trying to be more like that. But anyways, Mike grew up. um, He moved a little bit. Like, single mom. Like, five kids. Just, you know, a different. It's just, it was different. And so... Even though his mom was, like, very clean and very, like, put together and, like, cooked every night. Like, she was one of those. But he didn't have a value for, like, 
nice things because he didn't grow up with that. Like if you had a comforter, that is the only blanket you had and you used it and it wasn't for like decoration. Whereas in my home, when we had a comforter, we were not allowed to sit on the you bed. don't sit on the bed. My mom, when I had friends over, she'd be like, put a blanket down. Like we didn't, and we didn't use the comforter to sleep with at night. No, wow. you had to fold it up and put it like at the end of the bed. The yeah. Or whatever. So when we got married and we were registering, I picked out like this really cool duvet cover with like, you know, really pretty, whatever. So we're scanning everything and he gets in the car and he's like, man, I am so excited about that comforter. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be really nice. He's like, it's going to be so comfortable. And I just nope. was like, <laughs> I said, Mike, you don't sleep with a comforter. And he was like, oh, yeah, we do. Like, and we had the <laughs> biggest fight. Like, it was so awful and loud. And, like, we were, like, going to break up. And at one point he said, we were going to break up. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> it off. wasn't too late. At one point he was like, you're going to roll me up in this comforter and bury me in it. And it was like... <laughs> so extreme like it was very it was intense so that's great we had different ideals and it's funny because we like literally now the comforter we have like we use so I've come yeah. I had to come you completely lost. the other direction because <laughs> let me tell you guys that isn't worth it but he's come my direction to where I actually saw him take the throw pillows off the couch the other day and go get a pillow from the bed and lay down on the couch oh, and I was nice. like we have arrived people <laughs> you have never been hotter Mike Signorelli <laughs> 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 Okay, that is a great story. So what are the things you wish people would have told you about money before you got married? You know, this is a thing that Mike and I, we just almost never fight about. I'm not saying we've never fought about it. That's great. But I think we've always lived on such a tight budget. It's like, what are you going to fight about? This is what it is. <laughs> it's either there or it's not. <laughs> it's like, this is the grocery budget, the date budget. I mean, it is what it is. Like, there is yeah. no... Like, there's no art, there's nothing to argue about, I guess. Now, right. when we get to that point where we're making like investments or making larger purchases, you know, I don't know. But we, yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? Do you guys argue about, or, do, or maybe, I don't know. Well, yeah. like, you know how Dave Ramsey, I don't know if you guys are familiar with his whole, you know, spiel, but he says that, like, in a marriage, one person kind of has to be the money nerd. Yeah. And one person is like the spender. Kyle and I are both spenders. And so, like, by default, just because I, you know, don't want to pay thousands of dollars in bank overdraft fees, <laughs> we, yes. I had to become, like, the, <clears throat> the budget girl. And, like, I still don't really know what I'm doing. We try stuff every month. I'm trying to figure it out. But it's been hard. Like, first of all, like spending my entire working life up until a year and a half ago, like having no accountability for the way I spend my money. It's really different to shift to like having to think, Oh, you know, he needs a pair of glasses. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. I know that's something I have to budget for or, Oh, like we're still learning how to tell each other what we need and not feel bad for asking for it. Kind of. Cause he's such a good guy. Like he would yeah, go like, without not feeling like a little kid. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. I can see and Kyle, like, <laughs> taping his glasses, like, to make them last <laughs> longer. Because Micah is totally that kind of guy, too. Yeah. And, like, we're just still learning a lot. And it's been, I feel like the first step was getting our budget ready. And then we had a lot of, like, debt cleanup to do on both of our behalves. Because I came into the marriage with a ton of credit card debt. He came in, like, with not the best credit. So the last year and a half, we've been really working hard to, like, fix that. And I think we don't stop and appreciate how far we've come enough because every day it does feel like such a grind to like figure it out. But I feel like we've done yeah. really good. We're just still learning, you know? So it's it's been interesting and like figuring what do you spend on groceries? What's a normal amount? I've read a lot of things, so it's been the fun. researcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is one thing I have going for me. I'm a researcher, so I do have a lot of knowledge but actually putting it into practice is you have thing. zero implementation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but loads of knowledge guys <laughs> i guess i just wasn't prepared to be the money person you know and so i'm having to be the money person and then also figuring out how that works in the dynamic of your relationship like i don't want to feel like the boss or i want it to be mutual and so we're figuring out like how to talk about big decisions with money and it's been like how to have a yeah talk about money without fighting where exactly where's that blog post have you come across <laughs> that in your research well no sometimes I feel like for me um like I used to be really controlling when we first got married I'd be like why did you spend a dollar 39 at Speedway for that Gatorade <laughs> you know like I bought the Aldi brand Gatorade it's in the fridge like what are you doing That's you know funny. I used to be a little bit controlling on that end like because there yeah. wasn't a lot, so I wanted to yeah. whatever. And Mike has been in his direction, too. And I think neither of us wanted to be controlled. But what yeah. I found is, like, if I have, like, 20 or 40 or just whatever, like, an amount of money, it doesn't have to be a lot, that I can just do whatever I want to with it, whether that's, like, like it used to be $10 a week. And then, like, I don't know. And then, you know, maybe it was, like, 20. And sometimes, some weeks, it's, like, none, you know, because we're just prioritizing mm -hmm. different things. I just needed, like, a little bit of control, and so did he. And once we yeah, figured right. that out, we're like, oh, we can budget these amounts that we don't have to nitpick. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that really was what it was for me. In an ideal world, I don't, I don't, if I am never, like, in the know, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't really care. But I do want like a little, even if it's $5 or just whatever that I can do, I don't want to account for it. You know no what? Questions yeah. Asked. Like right. if I want to yeah. buy a coffee, I don't want to be like, can I buy this coffee? And he doesn't either. And so I did it to him. <laughs> right. He did it to me. And it was like, that was the only time we had like tension. But once we figured that out, that made it yeah. a lot easier. I think that's so smart because we, he and I went from this, like we started out with separate accounts. And then we recently like merged our accounts. And once you figure out like it's all kind of coming from the same pot or whatever, you yeah. do look at that dollar fifty expense at his work vending machine. And I'm like, what is that? And <laughs> Costco and got you fourteen of those for eight ninety nine or whatever. We could have went to Costco and had those for a month. Right. So I don't know. It's it's tricky, but I do think that that's really interesting. I'm going to take that advice about having your own little amount of money to control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good that's a good plan. Jill, you have anything? Not really. 
Well, I'm a wife from the 50s, so <laughs> I just blindly accept whatever it is that my husband puts in front of me, and that's good. <laughs> like, well, like, when we first got married, we, um, you know, we did, we did really, we didn't have kids, we didn't have any credit card debt, we just, you know, so money wasn't really an issue. And then when we made our big move to Florida, like, our um, income was cut, like, in half. Oh, wow. Um, and... So that was a big adjustment because we were both used to pretty much, we always knew like what the bottom line in the checking account needed to be. So we would never, ever, ever dip below that. Mm-hmm. But once, um, once we moved and like that income wasn't there and you couldn't just go shopping or pick up whatever, you know, we could, we didn't figure out how to like adjust our spending habits. Oh. And I desperately wanted Aaron to say, here's your budget. And he didn't want to give me a budget because he said, it feels like I'm telling you, this is as good as I could do this week. He said, and that feels like a letdown on some weeks, you know, some weeks it's fine and some weeks it's not fine. And so he said, I don't like to do that. So we kind of struggled for a few years trying to figure out like what the balance was there. And, um, but then when we moved to Texas, we got very serious about our budget and like Aaron writes it out every week. Like we're old school. I'm sure there's programs out there, but we're, we're also visuals, both he and I. So we have this like paper that we have. We have our grocery budget, our gas budget, miscellaneous, which would be like going out to eat. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we have like a giving budget and we just subtract from that like each week. Um, so every time I go to the grocery store, it comes out of the grocery budget and we just keep subtracting down until it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens try, if know, it's gone and you're hungry? <laughs> that's too bad. Like my kids know, like oatmeal for whatever. dinner, guys. That's right. That's right. Kidding. My kids know that um, whatever comes, I go grocery shopping on Fridays, and that whatever's in there has to last until um, next Friday. So if you eat all the Cheez-Its on day one, you're not getting any more Cheez-Its until next Friday. So they've learned how to self-regulate. Like I'm serious that's pretty about good. that. They learned how to budget their Cheez-Its. <laughs> trickle down effect my goal every week is to have extra money like in those categories yeah, yeah like because yeah. you know then like th- th- to me that's like my, my 20 dollars fun money or whatever that i can go and um that i can go and spend so we're like put uh, your yeah. cheese it's in your that's dave ramsey envelopes guys <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right ration it out <laughs> Like, if we run out of milk or juice, then you're drinking water until Friday. Like, I don't, I just don't pick up stuff, like, during the week. Yeah, dude, that's, that's how, a and trap. That's how, but that's how I stay on, that's how I stay on yeah. grocery budget for such a large family. I got three teenagers eating in this house. Like, there's, there's a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of food, what do you wish people would have told you before you got married about, like, cooking and eating? Oh my gosh, that you have to do it. You have to cook. <laughs> yes. Nobody nobody taught me how to cook. No, me, I didn't know listen, how to cook or listen. do laundry. Neither one. None. Either. No. That's insane. I didn't know how to cook either. So we're like married like a couple of weeks. We're home from our honeymoon, you know, with like extravagant food <laughs> at these all-inclusive yeah. resorts. And um, so I think the bar was set kind of high. <laughs> And then we got home and there was no chef to make it. And I was like, oh, we got to eat. You know, we can't go yeah. out every night. We're not on a date anymore. We actually live together <laughs> and we've got to get it like together. So I'm like, I guess I should learn to cook. So I get shake and bake 
pork chop. Like, buy the pork chops, buy the shake and bake, like make it, like put it in the oven. Oh, it was so bad. We both looked at each other and we were like, we're not eating this. And we ordered pizza that. (laughs) Yeah. And then I had a friend, uh, one of mom and dad's friends teach me how to cook like a couple of things. Um, she's like, this is the seasoning mix you always need. She's like, just always buy this and everything's going to taste good. I was like, great. (laughs) And so everything, everything tasted like that until we moved to Florida and I started watching the Food Network. (laughs) (laughs) That's very helpful. That's so funny. How about you, Julie? I had no idea how to cook. And because my, my mom cooked every day when we were little. And then when she went back to work, when we were in school, dad cooked. So, I mean, somebody cooked every day and most of the time. So, and then when I went to college, I worked so I could afford to like buy food. You know what I mean? Like I was busy. I took 18 credit hours every semester. I graduated like in four years from a, like a, what do you call it? Like a. Uh, when people work in full-time and go to school full-time. So, like, most people take, like, seven years to graduate. I was like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So I, like, worked a lot, went to school all the time, and then Mm -hmm. I just didn't have time to, like, cook. And then when I got married, I was like, Mike grew up in a home where his mom cooked every single day. And so I think he didn't realize his expectation (laughs) <laughs> was to cook and I didn't realize that that was like we did we're not on the same page about that but um I got those craft food magazines because the internet really wasn't like major it wasn't a thing, yeah right and uh I got like a craft food magazine and like just made everything in the thing because I'm like <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing but the first night I cooked um Mike was like yeah there's some ground beef in the fridge or freezer and I called my dad and I'm like, dad, can you cook frozen ground beef? <laughs> He's like, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we have to thaw that mess out. <laughs> we were not on the same page. And it's funny because Mike and I do pre- premarital counseling now for people. And I like bring it up every time. I'm like, okay, who's going to be the cook? Because you think that isn't yeah. a big deal now. And you think when you're engaged, you're like, we're both going to cook and it's going to be great <laughs> and it's going to be fun. But you're yeah. not taking into consideration the nights where you have like get home at like eight o'clock and the towels are folded bad and like all these like <laughs> other factors, nope. you know, like who's going to cook on that night, you know, exactly. but it's really yeah. funny because I'm not a good cook and I don't even like, I don't cook well. I'm not even going to pretend like I do. Like I try and I do cook every day. So it's not like, like we have, we have to, we can't afford to take four people out to eat multiple times a week. Like that's not happening. Yeah. So I cook every day and um, it was so funny because one night Mike was at church really late and I brought him in food and he laughed and I was like, what are you laughing at? Like, I'm not offended because I know that I don't cook well, you know, and he said, (laughs) he said that he told someone, he's like, oh no, Jules is bringing me food. He's like, I hope she doesn't bring me like macaroni and cheese or something. And then I got there and it was mac and cheese. (laughs) Oh my gosh, like craft macaroni and cheese? I don't know. It's one of those. Like from a box from that magazine? Probably. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> Just cut up some hot dogs and call yeah, it a day. I'm like, oh, sorry. But I That's do try. So I do try. 
Valiant I effort. also wish I would have known that Aaron didn't think that casseroles or soup was dinner before we got <laughs> married. <laughs> he was like, I put it down, like, made a ham and potato casserole and put it down. He was like, where's the rest of it? I was like, oh. <laughs> Shall we? I'm like, there's ham and potatoes in there. <laughs> he was like, but when we first got married... Um, Aaron was a, a walking mail carrier. He was exhausted at the end of the day and hungry. The man was so hungry, yeah. you know, after, like, <laughs> long, cold days. Um, and so I just didn't know. And, like, his mom, like, always made, like, a meat and sides and bread. And um, there was always yeah, sliced she's an tomatoes excellent cook. and peppers and uh, pickles on the table. Like, there, wow. so there was a spread all yeah. the time. So... And I was more along the line of, like, let's just get this on the table. But, like, now he will literally eat whatever I put in front of him. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> so he has, like, no more expectations about, about, like, what dinner is. So like, either, either you're, yeah, I was like, either you're doing a really good job or you just broke him down so hard. <laughs> I didn't you realize, kind of along the same lines as the casserole thing, like, I didn't realize that my husband expected meat at every meal. Like, oh yeah, he does not consider it a meal unless there's some kind of significant portion of meat. Same. <laughs> and I'm like more along the lines of like, let's just boil I some agree. spaghetti, dump some prego over it. We got meatless Monday. Let's do this. And there's uh, no such just, thing as meatless Monday with my husband. No. Like he loves and, meat. and that was shocking to me. And that also made me like have to figure out our food budget because buying meat for every meal is, you know, expensive. It, it's expensive. So yeah, that was um tricky. And then realizing that I do also, like you, Julie, not enjoy cooking, but my husband loves to cook. But he's more of like a free agent when it comes to the <laughs> And I would, like, meal plan so we could meet our budget, like, by buying certain meats and ingredients so that we could have yeah. these certain... You're like, paprika and... wasn't in the budget, Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he just wants to get in there and, like, feel it. Like, just go with it. Yeah. So we're still figuring that out. Like, I would much rather him cook, and I'll clean the kitchen all day long. You do it, you know, whatever. I'll, t- I'll take that care of that part, but I would much rather him cook because he's better at it. He's so good. Yeah. He is a good cook. Yeah. He is. I like it when you say Kyle made this when I came up. When I, <laughs> I want to know yeah. why when you're dating, their driving doesn't bother you at all. But after you oh get married, gosh. I became the worst backseat driver. And I don't yes, ever same, remember same. those feelings. When I was dating, I'd be like, I just love him. He's driving me around. This is so great. And then, like, the minute you sign the marriage certificate, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to (laughs) die in the car. I am convinced that the only reason that Aaron Aaron and the kids are still alive is because of my backseat driving moment. (laughs) Like, you've saved them all. Like, I am keeping us alive. I don't know. I'm so annoying when it comes to stuff like that. Me too. And I can hear myself. And it's like, I'm annoyed by myself. Self. So I yep. don't, and I, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that way. And I like, even will go like, I'll pray all the way to the car. Like, Lord, I want to, I want to, I don't want to be annoying and whatever. And finally Mike's like, you can just drive. Like, I'm over it. <laughs> Lord, help me 
not to be a hag today. He's like, don't be a hag. That's how you don't do it. <laughs> I know. I know. So I guess, like, I, I think what we should do is maybe say, like, what would you tell your... What would you tell yourself on your wedding day? Like, what not to do? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what that's a hard one. Because there's, like, so many things. <laughs> like, I think I would whisper to myself, like, hey, when you go to yell about something, that's stupid. <laughs> like, just don't do that. <laughs> like, your husband is good. He loves like, you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Like, say thank you. Like, get really good at saying thank you. Like, and then we even have, like, this yeah. funny thing where, like, if one of us does get, like, naggy about, like, what we're doing, uh, we'll be like, uh, I think you meant to say thank you. Like, <laughs> like if he's, like... <laughs> That's great. Like, picking up the house, and I'm like, that don't go there. I'm like, I think you meant to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think, yeah, I think I would probably just tell myself, like, just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just stop talking. Like, leave him alone. (laughs) Yeah. Or just, like, let it go. Like, if you feel like you have to say it, then say it, and then let it go. Like, don't say it ten more times. Or you don't have to say it immediately the minute you feel it. Like, you should probably wait, sleep on it, find a good time where you can talk about it in, like, a calm, sensitive manner that does not make them feel like a horrible person (laughs) and go from there. Yeah. I'm still learning. Well, because you need to make sure that when you say it, like, when you say it, like, it's worth it. Like, stop and think to yourself, like, is what I'm saying right now gonna be worth it is it gonna produce a result or is it just gonna produce a fight and what am I trying to get out of this right here (laughs) yeah why didn't we have premarital counseling I so wish we would have had premarital (laughs) well our pastor who did our premarital counseling was separated at the time (laughs) oh my gosh I didn't know it till like years later I look back and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> That's amazing. I will say that Kyle and I had excellent premarital counseling. Um, our A friend of ours did it and we had like four sessions and she asked all the right questions. And so I fully recommend that. Yeah. What we, kind of questions did she ask? Okay. Like, why don't you bullet point that real I quick? I mean, she asked. she asked us. She asked us, she did ask us those gender role questions, like, what do you expect from each other that you aren't talking about yet in this area, in this area? And I, you know, I thought about them, but then when I lived them, it was a whole different thing. We talked about budget. We showed each other, like, our credit scores. We, I mean, she, like, went deep. We talked about sex. Like, we weren't having sex, but we talked about, you know, like, how many times we expected to do it a week. How we wanted to. (laughs) I mean, she touched on everything and I'm, she gave us worksheets and homework. It was really valuable. So I fully suggest that like a good counselor. We do premarital counseling a lot because you know, we're pastors. So we, we do that. And they have always said that it's super valuable and ours is extremely thorough. Like we ask questions that like, they're uncomfortable to even ask someone, but you have to it's do very it. Personal. And we've even done couples who are already married who just mm-hmm. 
they like weren't are not on the same page never had premarital counseling and we'll say just take the book and do it like just do yeah. it even if you don't meet with us like just do it later like it's fine yeah whenever you get to it what is your best marital advice like if you were if your friend because everybody here is listening because they have a friend and they're getting married tomorrow. Like, what is the thing that you're... And they ask you. Don't give it if they don't mm-hmm. ask you. But yep. if they ask you, <laughs> like, what would you tell them? I think you should go to bed together. Oh, that's a good one. That's really good. Agree. Go to bed together. Um, and don't fight about the way he folds the towels. It's not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> Being married, like, later in life, I feel like going, like I said, going through my 30s and even 20s, watching a lot of my friends be married and go through hard times in their marriage, there was, like, always kind of a question in my mind, like, is this really worth it? Is this really what I want to do? So I would give advice to any woman who's kind of on the fence about whether they want to be married or not, like, is this really what I want to do? I would say that when it's good and when it's right it's so good like it's totally worth it it's totally worth all the work it's totally worth all the fights it's worth working things out not to question it unless the guy you're marrying is a douche then don't <laughs> take that a douche canoe. <laughs> question it away ask your girlfriend but, get some advice <laughs> once you know you're with the right person like just go all in And also, the other thing I would tell girls is just because you get married doesn't mean you become a different person. You are the same person you were before. So work out your junk before you go in because nothing changes. Work on yourself. Work on your, your insecurities. Everything you struggle with, keep pushing for, like, wholeness. Yeah. in those areas because you bring yeah, it marriage with you. doesn't make that whole yeah <clears throat> no and we i think you know jill you were talking or you mentioned like about fantasy versus reality sometimes we view marriage as this like cure-all for everything in life and it absolutely is not so get get whole <laughs> that's what i would say yeah julie i think i would say because now i've been married for over a decade and i tell this a lot to couples it's like When you say the phrase, maybe some of you are newly married, maybe some of you have been married like 10 years, 20 years, whatever, you, you, you hear the phrase a lot, like you're not who I married. And it's like, (laughs) no, you aren't who I married because that person was 20 and now you're 35. (laughs) So I think that's something me and Mike, like once we realized like, you're right, you're not the person I married. This person has had kids now. This person has it overcome like you know had extreme things happen in their life or Mike like you know he was he's come through like uh, addiction and all these things like he's not who he was before that like he's Mm -hmm. different and so um right like just embracing the fact that if you did marry young you change and that's okay and that's actually a really great thing and then the other thing I'd say is art like work out the argument before you have it. That's something Michael and I try to do. Like we talk about like fighting before we fight. Like, okay, when we get mad, (laughs) here's what you may not say to me. (laughs) That's really good. That's been, we're not going to call each other names. Yeah. Don't tell me like, like for instance, at one point 
we're like, we're just never going to say the word divorce again. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care how mad we are. Like we're, and we just never have. And that's it. Like we're not, yeah, we're not talking because that's not an option. So, well, for us, you know, um, and then also (laughs) I would tell that person like, Hey, if you want to be, uh, annoying, uh, three months from this wedding date, just be quiet. (laughs) If you're mad about picking up his socks, like just put him in the dirty pile and just shut up. (laughs) Just enjoy your life. It's too short. You know, get over it. That's good advice. Ask Everly to give us some relationship advice. Evie, listen, what would you say to somebody who's getting married? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's precious. I love you. <laughs> well, that's a good girl. <laughs> so this episode, probably more than any other episode that we've done, demands that you respond and share with us, married people, the things that you wish someone would have told you before you got married. Let's help some single people out. (laughs) The conversation continues on our social media. We're really active over on Instagram and you can follow us at Circle of Trust Podcast. We're also on Facebook at Circle of Trust Podcast. We would really love to hear some feedback and we have some compelling questions we're sharing every day this week to find out if our experiences are common or if there's some things that we missed. Music is by Danny Hendon. Production is by Kyle Moraine. Thanks for being here today and we'll see you next week with an episode all about vacation advice because summer's wrapping up and we want to give you our best vacation advice before it's over. We'll see you then. Um, the last four days, Carter's been constipated. Oh my god! So, um, wasn't expecting that. My Carter is not her husband. Carter, Carter is not my husband. That is my four-year-old. I almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> um, so oh it's just been a lot. A lot of Google searches. There's been some rubber gloves. There's oh my been god. some oh. prunes. TMI. There's, yeah. It's it's been hmm it's been like serious mom life over here. You get the brownie, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> oh a God. big old brownie. <laughs>